with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Main, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. And here we go, here we go on this Monday. It is May 9th. It is straight up 6 o'clock, and Real Talk Memphis is on the air. Very happy to have you with us. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to be here on uh, this uh, uh, beautiful evening to an absolutely glorious day. I mean, we had temperatures in the upper 80s, and it's going to get hot. I see the temperatures are going to be in the 90s. Uh, the next uh, few days, and the best part about all this is that there's no rain in the forecast, so we really like that. Before I move forward, I hope each and every mother out there, uh, in whatever form it takes, I had a wonderful Mother's Day uh, celebration on yesterday. Uh, I always like going on social media and seeing all the love uh, that folks give uh, to their mothers. And uh, I even wish Lola a happy Mother's Day. You know, uh, her daughter comes in and visits with us from time to time as well. Um, We have a good show for you tonight. Uh, I know that uh, I've been uh, talking about this for the last few days. All of us are still, I think, in shock uh, at the uh, very sudden passing of uh, radio personality Bobby O.J., uh, who died uh, last Tuesday morning. Uh, at uh, the age of 68, uh, he was doing what he loved. Uh, the Lord orchestrated it, so he was at work, uh, and uh, he was uh, doing what he always did every day. And uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, for all of us, the Lord said it was it was time to time to come home. And uh, so, uh, you know, I think it's it's, it's a big shock uh, to everybody. It was a big shock when it happened. It's still a big shock to many of us, including myself. Uh, I am, uh, as a tribute to him, uh, going to replay a an interview that I did with him uh, almost a year ago to the day. I did it May 10th, uh, 2021, and uh, I had been chasing him down for a while. Bobby wasn't one to do a lot of interviews. If you knew him and you knew about him like that, he did it. And if he did it, it was basically for the news. He did news. He did stories, you know, interviews uh, for the various news stations. But I don't know that, that I had ever heard him do a radio uh, interview about him. Uh, so uh, he uh, finally let me catch him. And he said, well, you know, he said, because I like the way you do it. You know, I don't have to leave my house and I can I can sit here and, and dial in. And, you know, we had a really great conversation so I hope you stick around. Uh, that is going to be uh, in the second half hour, uh, the third interview uh, in the show. I will lay out the rest of the show in just a minute. But before we do, you know, this is the time of the program that we do a couple of things. First, 
we tell you how to get this fine piece of radio broadcasting because every now and again you forget. That's why I'm here to remind you. So we're on live right now on 91.7 WYXR on the FM side. We are also uh, live on the WYXR app. We are live on TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N. Just put uh, WYXR in the search and you can hear us. And we are doing a little thing we like to call Facebook Live. And uh, a bit later on, I will post the show to YouTube. And as we are a podcast, once they post the show tomorrow, you can uh, get this fine piece of radio broadcasting wherever you get your podcast. Now, as we move forward, uh, this uh, time of show, we like to celebrate. This is the celebration part of the show where we celebrate your trip around the sun uh this is the birthday time and uh we like to you know shout you out wherever you are and uh you know say hey we're glad that you're still here but i can't do that until i say hit it lola happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday happy birthdays going out too vanessa trotter celebrating today happy birthday E. May Graves is celebrating a birthday today, as is Angela Branch. Trevor Campbell, happy birthday to you. Jean Walker is celebrating her birthday today. Choosy Parker, it's not a misprint, I'm reading it right. Her first name is actually Choosy, probably, you know. Anyway, Kenesha Rogers is also celebrating a birthday today. And W. Ann Bridges is celebrating her birthday today as well. And to each and every one of you, and to those who I may not have known or mentioned, uh, congratulations, happy birthday to you. Happy um, another, making it another trip around the sun day to you as well. And we are looking forward to being with you uh, next year, back this time. And we can do it all over again. Happy birthday to each and every one. Thank you, Lola. So, as we get into the news and notes of the day, uh, again, uh, one of the prominent deaths, Bobby O.J., uh, 68 years young, uh, died uh, last Tuesday morning. Uh, His funeral is set for this Saturday at World Overcomers Church. Uh, I believe the time is 11 a.m. Now, I don't have any other additional uh, details in reference to it, uh, but if any of you do or any of you have heard, Please let me know so we can, you know, let everyone else know as well. I also want to, uh, before I move too far along, I heard that uh, in the graduation ceremonies that were held all over the state and all over the country this past weekend, this graduating class from the University of Memphis was one of the largest ever. It may have been one of the largest ever graduating class. So congratulations to the Memphis State University Tigers graduating class of 20. 22. Uh, Many of you passing by uh, Liberty Park, coming uh, up a parkway, know that the second phase of the Memphis and May uh, celebrations uh, takes place this week. It is the Memphis and May World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. It actually uh, starts on Wednesday night with family night, but the competition starts on Thursday. Over 200 teams will be competing for the title of World Championship Barbecuer in various categories, and also a share of more than $140,000 
in prize money to be split amongst the winners. Uh, we are going to be speaking with uh, Randy Blevins in just a few minutes. He is the Vice President of Marketing and Programming for Memphis and May. He's going to tell us uh, how things went with the music festival and uh, what folks can expect uh, as we enter into this weekend. Uh, I am going to talk once again about COVID numbers because uh, there are some subvariants of COVID that are starting to uh, make folks sick around the country. Uh, Several strains are out there, and uh, uh, they emanated sort of uh, over in South Africa, and now they're here in the United States in about 35 to 40 states. Uh, some cases are being detected. Now, uh, the way you sort of measure how, how, uh, how uh, I don't know, difficult it is, and basically the strain of all of this uh, in terms of sickness is you see an increase in hospitalizations, and you hear about uh, increasing deaths in hospitals or, you know, and, and those two are the lagging indicators of just how severe uh, the infection can be. Uh, we're starting to slowly, and I mean very slowly, start to see a few hospitalizations. Uh, I hadn't heard too much about the deaths. Uh, there is still a question of just how impactful this latest uh, virus is in terms of uh, the severity of illness. Uh, I do know that uh, uh, it's pretty high in New York City. Uh, they're getting uh, to a red zone, and that basically means that they're going to have to start to figure out, um, do we need to start going back to restrictions? Do we need to have people start wearing masks again and things like that? So, you know, I know this is a personal choice. It's a personal decision for you. I know a lot of folks don't want to hear about it. But if you've not been vaccinated, you really need to get vaccinated. And uh, uh, I mean, it, any kind of protection that you can get uh, is is better than no kind of protection at all. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep watching it. Uh, a side note, uh, Dr. Steve Throkel, uh, who is an infectious disease specialist who I have on the show occasionally, uh, joined me a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we were texting over the weekend. And he said, by the way, Chip, he said, your show was pathetic. He said, uh, now we're starting to see healthcare workers getting sick as a result of these new variants starting to move into the area. So just be careful out there. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but uh, the Mason, Tennessee folks, you know, the town that uh, had some very serious financial issues for years and years. Apparently, they have uh, reached an agreement with the uh, state comptroller's office uh, to start to work out a plan for their financial status and turn things around. Uh, in turn, the state, uh, the uh, town rather, has uh, decided to dismiss its lawsuit against the state. So we'll keep an eye on it and watch it and see. But I'm very happy that the folks in Mason and the Comptroller's Office came to an agreement and hopefully they can get the books balanced. Um, by the way, before I walked in here, uh, you know, I always like to, to see if there's any breaking news. Well, breaking news, many of you heard about the, uh, the escaped convict and the corrections uh, officer who was with him. Well, they've been on the run for nine days, and they were caught a short time ago in Evansville, Indiana, uh, after a car chase. Uh, they apparently crashed out. Uh, the convict is uh, arrested. The... Uh, corrections deputy is in the hospital, not from the crash, but she uh, tried to uh, shoot herself. It was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, so uh, we uh, will see where all that goes, but they have been captured and they are now uh, on their way to a very, very long prison sentence. Um, 
Memphis police arrested a woman yesterday, I believe it was, who allegedly admitted to shooting at two women with an AR-15 assault rifle. She shot at them from uh, inside of her house. She saw them walking down the street, and she decided that uh, she would open her front door and she would begin shooting from the inside. Uh, Now, uh, her name is Jasmine Rice. She told police that she bought the high-powered weapon off the street for $200. An AR-15 assault rifle she bought off the street for $200. She did confess at firing four shots at the victims. Luckily, they were not hurt or injured. Uh, Let me shift gears to uh, basketball. The Grizzlies play tonight, uh, game four against the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. Uh, Golden State is up two games to one. John Moran is injured, and he won't play tonight. Uh, The Grizzlies are being real coy with this injury. It's a knee injury. And from all indications, uh, he won't play tonight. He may not play for the remainder of the series. We'll know more about that as time moves along. But I'm sure there'll be some great watch parties tonight, as there have been ever since they started this thing. And uh, so let's root the Grizzlies on and see what happens. Now, I don't bet horse racing. This past Saturday was the Kentucky Derby. I don't bet horse racing, but if anybody had the winner of the Kentucky Derby, uh, which was Rich Strike, at odds that were 80 to 1. 80 to 1. Everybody was shocked. I mean, they, they, they were so, I think the, the horse was shocked. The, the horse might have passed out. I, I'm not exactly sure what, <laughs> what might have happened there after the race, but that horse won, uh, and uh, it, it was rich strike. And if anybody had 80 to 1 odds, it was a rich strike for somebody. That's for doggone sure. So I think I'm going to wrap up the uh, news and notes segment of the, of the program here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Memphis in May, where we are so far, what has been happening, how things are going, what we can expect this week. We're going to be speaking with Randy Blevins in just a minute. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. And we coming right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. We're getting funky this go-round with the High Rhythm Section and their 1976 LP, On the Loose. Grammy Award-winning producer Boo Mitchell and High Rhythm Band members, the great Leroy Hodges, Archie Hubby Turner, and Reverend Charles E. Hodges will come along to commemorate the album. Listen to this Memphis funk masterpiece like you've never heard it at the state-of-the-art Memphis Listening Lab. WYXR's Stereo Sessions presented by Nexair and Mempho featuring High Rhythm Section's On the Loose is sponsored by Orion. Duncan Williams, Archer Malmo, Fat Possum Records, Memphis Listening Lab, and Via Productions. The event is powered by a grant from Humanities Tennessee. Thank you very much. RSVP at WYXR.org.
Support for WYXR comes from Focal Point. Located in Crosstown Concourse, Focal Point is a Southern College of Optometry clinical facility that offers exclusive designer eyewear lines and eco-friendly frames, which meets the needs of patients who value style, customized fits, and a personalized approach to their eyes. Learn more at focalpointcrosstown.com. The Orpheum's 2022-2023 Broadway season brings you powerful stories and powerhouse performances. Season packages include all six spectacular shows, the opportunity to add two incredible season options, and exclusive VIP perks. Learn more at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this beautiful Monday evening. Uh, Chip Washington with you. Glad to have you along for the ride here on Real Talk Memphis. And, of course, uh, after a two-year absence, uh, the biggest music, one of the biggest music festivals in the country, uh, made its return to Memphis, Tennessee. We had the music festival a couple of weeks ago, and it looked like a lot of fun. A lot of folks were out there enjoying themselves, having a good time. Uh, phase two of it starts this week. And uh, if you, you'll be soon smelling the waft of barbecue in the air. And to join me to talk about this is Randy Blevins. He is the Vice President of Marketing and Programming for Memphis in May. And Randy, good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. It's barbecue week. It is barbecue week. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Before we talk a little bit about barbecue week, and I know there's a, a lot coming up, uh, Take me back uh, to a, a week or so ago. Uh, of course, it's been two years uh, that we all suffered with COVID and did not have the event happen. It made its uh, triumphant return. And uh, from your view, from your perch, your perspective, how did things go? I think it went really well. Uh, you're right. Uh, we were we were without the, the Memphis in May uh, Bill Street Music Festival for two full years. And uh, it was sorely missed. Um, yeah. uh, everyone had had a really strong appetite to see live music again, and particularly our Bill Street Music Festival fans um, eagerly jumped on the tickets right away. Um, it was really nice to see everything come back together, to see the, 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 the stages filled again, to see A-list artists performing in the city of Memphis again mm -hmm. in May in the springtime like we've always had. And it just felt good to be back. You know, one of the things that I enjoyed more than anything else really was walking around the festival site and seeing people just enjoying themselves, walking from stage to stage, stopping and buying a pronto, pronto pup or something, yeah. and not really being in a hurry, just grooving to the music and enjoying themselves. You know, that's that's what it's all about. And it was great to see that come back again. Absolutely, man. I, I was uh, I did not go down, but I did, uh, you know, watch it on the news and, and, and see a lot of the highlights of it. So uh, 
how many is it is it too early to to make a determination as to how big the crowds were or total uh, cumulative crowd uh, estimated for the music fest well we always tally up everything at the end of the festival so okay. um, at okay. the end of at the end of may we'll, we'll provide a comprehensive review of of how everything went you know event to event so we had to shift gears obviously not only uh, coming back after two years but shifted locations right. uh to, to to liberty park uh talk to me about the the logistics and how you feel things uh turned out it looked like everything went pretty smooth to me it went really well uh we had have a, uh, we have a different configuration over here. You know, there's a lot of discussion about that, but in reality, it's not that big of a deal as far as the difference is concerned. Uh-huh. We still have three big stages, one giant blues tent, um, rather than being rather than being configured one right after the other up and down the beautiful Mississippi River. They're they were configured configured more in a giant triangle or a square. So the elements are all still there. Um, it worked out quite well. You know, with a new uh, venue and a new facility there's a learning curve with that sure like you know the liberty bowl fit folks were excellent to work with but when you bring this many people into a new site you learn what the public really likes to do yeah. and the public will do what it wants to do and one thing we learned was that everyone likes to come in off central avenue <laughs> and consequently i can tell you that for the barbecue cooking contest use the southern avenue gate no line no waiting there so, you know, we, we've reconfigured some things to try and help um, guide the flow of the, of, the, of the crowd as they come and go. We are speaking with uh, Randy Blevins. He is the vice president of marketing and programming for Memphis in May. And Randy, uh, the, the next big event, which is almost becoming, uh, maybe it is the preeminent barbecue uh, cooking contest event uh, in this country, kicks off on Wednesday Tell us a little bit about what we can expect in this 2022 version. Well, I can tell you it is the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest, mm-hmm. and it is the preeminent <laughs> and has been the preeminent barbecue cooking contest for decades now. Mm-hmm. Memphis and May World Championship is the is the is the Super Bowl of swine. It is the king of all barbecue cooking contests. And uh what we've done is we take the basically the Bill Street Festival site and flip it from being three stages in the big blues tent to basically basically a giant neighborhood. You know, we have the rib category of the, the whole hog category, the shoulder category, and we build out an infrastructure. So these rows and streets of all the different barbecue cooking teams come in, over 200 of them. Right. And they all start loading in. They started loading in yesterday and today, and it all kicks off on Wednesday. So, so, um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, kudos to the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest, which is, <laughs> which is, which is the biggie, which is the Super Bowl, as you said, of swine. I like that, by the way. I'm going to steal that. Uh, and, and so they all come in from all across the country. But it really is, you know, a lot of these folks, uh, you know, who are going to be competing here, compete in various events uh cooking events all across the country. So they get to know each other. So I like the term you used about, really it is a family event. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that because I mean, you know, it, it, there's, a, there's a real comfort and familiarity to all of this uh, for everybody involved. That's right. You know, this is there's really two different things going on. You have the barbecue world. You have all the celebrities in barbecue. And you're right. They've competed in other events around the country. Uh, they may own their own restaurants. They're celebrities in their own right. 
you have that mixed in with people that have that have applied and been accepted that are backyard barbecuers but are just really good um it's what barbecue world comes together they're friends it's a familiarity but it's also the memphians that are here yeah you know memphians love to come to the barbecue cooking contest i like to say the barbecue cooking contest becomes the our city's biggest backyard where everyone is, is, is grilling and chilling out meeting with friends whether it's whether it's barbecue celebrities or just your friends and neighbors around the corner that have gotten together and put together a barbecue team. Yeah, I mean, it really it really has that feel to it. And, you know, I've been out there several times before and you walk out there and it's just very comfortable. You know, it just it just people like you say, everybody knows everybody. They, they it's like a, it's like a reunion. It's like, a, you know, it's like an annual reunion every year. They're coming back and, they, and they're seeing old friends and, and, and making new friends at the same time. So how many different categories uh, do we have in, in terms of folks competing? Well, you have the three big categories. It's the biggie, which is ribs, whole hog, and shoulder. Mm-hmm. And those are the three categories everyone, that everyone's competing for, which is which is where it will lead to the grand champion, which is the which is the which is the uh, the biggest prize you could have in barbecue every year. Mm-hmm. This year, we'll have a purse of over one hundred and forty thousand yeah. dollars up for grabs, which is the largest purse, which is the largest purse in Memphis in May history. Um, it's also bragging rights. Uh, if you can compete and win or place well in the Memphis and May World Championship, you, you know, you, you'll put yourself on the map. And there are people that will, will have competed for decades. And when they when they hit when they hit the top 10 yeah. and get to walk across the Memphis and May stage, it's something that it's something that um, that everyone's goal would, will be when they're competing. It, 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 it really is. And, uh, you know, I know it takes a lot of work uh, to put this together. Do you literally start planning for next year's event after this uh, year's event is concluded? Of course, we will have a debriefing in June and then right around July or so we begin that we begin the process for planning. And uh, we have a, about a you know, 12 month calendar. Um, we really get roll up the sleeves in earnest to get working uh uh, you know, toward the end of the summer, the summer. but um, oh, the process starts all over again right away. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it, I mean, it takes a lot of work, and of course, uh, Tom Lee Park is is being worked on and, and redesigned. Are you excited about uh, what uh, is it's going to look like, and and getting back to a very familiar venue for next year? Well, the top, yeah, well, to, the Tom Lee Park venue for us is key because so many of our our visitors, both for the Bill Street Music Festival and as well for the barbecue cooking contest, come from out of town. Right. You know, over 200 miles away. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming in from out of town, not just from Memphis, then where are you going to stay? You stay in the hotels. And the largest concentration of hotels in the city of Memphis is downtown. downtown. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's important for, for us to be close to the, to the concentration of hotels hotels then the other thing about being along the riverfront is that it sets us apart differentiation is key you, you can pl- you can plop a barbecue cooking contest or a concert or what or a festival anywhere in the world with the right amount of space but when you have the backdrop of our beautiful cityscape and the majestic mighty mississippi river that's what sets us apart it's that it's that it's the atmosphere that our natural environment creates helps Help help to grow our festival to where to where it is today. So to answer your question is yes, we'll be very excited to get back into that home. Uh, wrapping up with uh, Randy Blevins uh, from the Memphis and May organization. Randy, before I let you get out of here, uh, tell folks uh, how they can uh, uh, get into the uh, barbecue cooking contest, uh, ticket prices, and things like that. 
Yeah, well, well we, again, we start, uh, it kicks off on Wednesday. We have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We have um, nightly entertainment, including uh, the Spin Doctors on Friday and Tonal Oak on Saturday. You can buy tickets adva- in advance at memphisandmay.org. Okay. That way you don't have to wait in line. You'll save a little money. It's $13 in advance. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can buy them at the gate for $15. Well, man, I can tell you right now, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the weather is going to be amazing. No rain uh, in sight. And, uh, uh, okay. But listen, man, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, – I know you're busy. My pleasure. Uh, and coming on the show and uh, getting us all geared up for the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. Uh, thank you, sure, Randy Blivins. I appreciate you being thank here. Thank you. Man. All right, take care. Thanks, Chuck. All right, buddy, take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all you needed to know about the uh, Barbecue Cooking Contest, the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest, uh, which uh, kicks off on Wednesday and uh, – Winds up with the champion on Saturday. Uh, maybe I'll see you out there. You never can tell. We're going to take a first break or second break, actually. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about economic development, uh, especially over in the Soulsville area in the south part of Memphis. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Hang on. Right back. Jeffrey T. Higgs, how are you, sir? If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part (laughs) of the Listen, we're in commercial break, man. I'll be with you in just a minute. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Oh, I was going to say, my, before my senior moment kicked in, that we have had over 100 views. The Orpheum Theater Group presents Mending Hearts Camp, July 11th through July 26th. Mending Hearts is a performing arts day camp for young people who have experienced the death of one or both parents. Surrounded by a community of peers who have experienced a similar loss, campers explore their creativity through a variety of performing arts and community building activities. Information at orpheum-memphis.com slash Mending Hearts. Support for WYXR, including our 2022 stereo sessions, comes from Duncan Williams Asset Management. They specialize in financial management for individual investors, businesses, nonprofits, and foundations. More information at dwassetmgmt.com. Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater on Main Street in downtown Memphis. Live Nation presents Rainbow Kitten Surprise Thursday night, December 8th at 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale now for Rainbow Kitten Surprise at LiveNation.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Real 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening, May 9th. Very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my next guest with us. You know, we all we talk about uh, civic improvement, civic engagement, you know, pride in the areas that you live and you work in. Uh, well, the gentleman I'm about to introduce is really not just making those words. He's actually putting some action behind uh, those words. Uh, we all know the Soulsville area, that part of South Memphis, over around the Warren Orange College and things like that, older part of town. Um, you know, not in the best, uh, not in the best shape. Uh, but uh, Jeffrey Higgs, who is the president of L-O-C-C-D-C, and he'll explain what those letters mean in just a second, is joining me now. He's the president of the, this organization that is dedicated uh, to improving uh, the complete area and the environment uh, in the South Memphis area. And Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You know, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to do it, man. Glad. Anytime we can talk about community development, you know, I'm all in. It's a big it's a big thing, man. And I know how busy you are. Uh, but I wanted to get you on the show because, you know, I'd read about uh, some of the things that you're working on. And you and I sort of talked off air about some of the projects uh, uh, that uh, you are, are are looking at uh, trying to do and recreate and and, uh, you know, just sort of revitalize that area over there. Tell us, first of all, I know that you're a product of that uh, that that neighborhood and that community over there. What made you decide that this was uh, your mission and something in, very important to you? Uh, well, uh, and probably a lot of your listeners won't even never know won't know about this, but I grew up in the Fowler Homes. Okay, it was Joseph A. Fowler Homes. Yeah, on Mason Street. Mm-hmm. Right down the street from Mason Temple. Mason Temple, yes, sir. Yeah, and as a little boy, um, man, I I remember 1968, and it was raining that night, and we was out there hustling, trying to make money, parking cars, because when the convocation with coaching used to come to town, that's how we made money. Yes, we sir. Yes, for sir. parking cars. Yes, sir. And so I, I just I go back a long way with three one two six chip. Uh, I went to La Rose. Uh, didn't get to go to Booker T. Washington, but went to Southside, uh, graduated, left, came back, enrolled in Lemoyne Owen, uh, which is in that neighborhood, and just just got a um, just a rich history over there, and it's a neighborhood in need of a lot, yeah, yeah. and with a lot of history, and so um, I was working in uh, another state. And the CFO at the college called me because we used to work together at a CPA firm. He said, hey, man, we need somebody to come back and revitalize our CDC. And that was in 99, and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. So you have uh, several projects that you are working on at the same time. Kind of give us a brief overview at uh, some of uh, your your uh, priority, contra- uh, priority uh, contracts at this time, things you're doing. Right. Yeah, so so one of the things we're real excited about is the 38126 Innovation and Technology Center. Okay. Uh, everybody know about the four-way grill, all right? Yes, Y'all sir. can't wait Thursday so you can go eat. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, well, the next when you're over there this Thursday, if you look right across the street, you're gonna see this big empty spot of land. Okay. And we not well it used to be a building there, and we knocked it down and we're gonna put up this thirteen thousand square foot two-story innovation center that's going to bring technology and gaming and office space and retail and food right into the neighborhood. State of the art. We're going to bring technology 
and broadband access to the people who live in that neighborhood. That's a big deal. That's a very, very, very big deal. And 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 from that, what do you hope to see uh, as a return? Well, we first ease of access. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we're going to do. Because mm-hmm. believe it or not, there's a fiber line. You know, not a cable line, but there's a fiber internet line running right through that community. Mm. And it's not being used okay. a, a lot. You know, Stax has access to it, but it's not being used a lot. And the college has access. And so we hope to, to be able to tap into that and deliver low-cost Comcast and all the folks don't want to hear this. But <laughs> we're going to try to bring low-cost Go ahead, tell it, man. access <laughs> into the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the larger part of that, Chip, is... Uh, about seven, six, and sixteen, I think. We we created a group. It was a group of us that was always meeting, and and we always see each other, and we always working in the neighborhood. And we created this thing called the Soulsville USA Neighborhood Development District. Mm-hmm. And so that's the group that's behind the TIF. That that's why I just left county commission, county city county county commission, city council, because we have to go through four readings. Mm-hmm. TIF is gonna do wonders for this community. It'll probably be, I think, the third or fourth TIF, and certainly the only one in our inner city, low income, census tract neighborhoods. So we are really excited about that. In case you just joined us, ladies and gentlemen, we are speaking with uh, Jeffrey Higgs, and uh, he is the uh, president of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the L-O-C-C-D-C, and basically what, what they are what they are trying to do is uh, completely redevelop uh, the Soulsville area. And, and Randy, I was thinking about this. I mean, Jeffrey, I'm sorry. I was thinking about this over the weekend. Uh, what does Soulsville mean to you now, and what will it mean to you once you get your projects up and moving? Right. So first of all, we got to get the name right. So when you say Soulsville, you're talking about nine, uh, uh, nine forty or nine fifteen Macklemore. You're talking about stacks, right? Okay. So you have to put the USA on the end of it. USA, okay. I'm yeah, you got to put that on the sorry. end. Of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you and I both will be getting lawsuits <laughs> from California. I don't need that. I, I have no, no money, no, so no, 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 no. Denny Parker would be mad with us. I got you. Soulsville, oh. USA. I'm sorry. Yeah, you right. And yeah. Anybody can use that, and that's the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And really what it means, it's just a neighborhood, man, with a lot of tradition and history. Yes, sir. Think about it. Maurice White came out of this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor used to walk down Macklemore when he was recording at Stats. Uh, Lamont on College, 160 years. That's right. And so, I mean, that's what it means, man. It's the culture, the history, the civil rights history, the four-way grill, Miss Cleves up there. I mean, that is Metropolitan Church. Yeah, It's the history, and we have to preserve that history. And, 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 and that's what it means to me, man. Well, you know, you, you are clearly, you know, on the right track uh, as pertains to uh, you know where you are, and uh, and and the progress uh, that you are are making. Uh, before I let you go, is there is there a timetable uh, to the various uh, levels or steps of the progress you're trying to make? Well, we are going to try to to be coming out of the ground uh, this summer with the technology center. Okay, 
Okay. Chip, I, Chip, and I'm not the only one. There are about four or five board members of the SNDD. Uh, and they all, Lamorne is on there. Um, um, uh, SMA with, with Commissioner Reginald Milton. Yep. Knowledge Quest right down the street. Yep. The Firehouse. Uh, I mean, Rebecca Hutchinson, uh, Attorney Kimbrough. So there's a lot of us. There's about five of us. And we got projects. You know, one of the knocks, and then I know you got to go, but one of the knocks against our TIF was we didn't have enough projects. But, you know, we've got projects just waiting to be able to take advantage of the TIF. So I think over the next year to two years, people are really going to see a transformation. We've done a lot over there, you know, with the town center and stacks and college park. But I think over the next two to three years, you're really going to see a transformation. And it's by people that look like us, not to exclude anybody, but we know how to revitalize our neighborhood. And we can do that without a lot of, 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 of that G word. I, I don't use that. I know what you're, I, I, I know where you're going. But we know how to do it. Yeah. We know how to revitalize our neighborhoods. And, and, and we've got the experience. Uh, and when I say we, I mean a collective we, not just myself, uh, because it takes a group of folks to do this. And so we're excited about that. Man, we're excited for you. Uh, and uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm gonna have Jeff. I'm gonna have Jeffrey back on the show as we start to move along. You know, in terms of the progress and breaking ground and and some of these uh, amazing projects that you're talking about in terms of technology and really really lifting that community uh, which so desperately needs to be lifted uh you know and and, and to become to becoming really something that we can be proud of and that that can really be a showcase for our city so kudos to you my friend for uh, for all the work that you're doing thank you my brother i appreciate it and glad to come back at any time absolutely jeffrey higgs ladies and gentlemen jeffrey thank you so much take it easy and i'll talk to you soon all right thanks a lot okay man take care well, that was uh, that was a really, really good, uh, you know, kind of a lesson as to where we are and where we are going in the future, uh, which it sounds to me like the future, as they say, is very, very bright. We're going to take our uh, final break of the show. And uh, I hope that uh, those of you who are uh, checking us out right now will stay with us a few more minutes. I had said earlier uh, that uh, we did a, an interview with uh, the great legendary radio broadcaster Bobby OJ about a year ago. Uh, all of us are mourning his passing uh, today, and uh, he will be uh, funeralized this weekend at Royal Overcomers Church. Uh, I did an interview with him uh, on this very radio station one year ago to the day tomorrow. We're going to rebroadcast that uh, interview in its entirety because he didn't do many. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's 
Support for WYXR comes from Focal Point. Located in Crosstown Concourse, Focal Point is a Southern College of Optometry clinical facility that offers exclusive designer eyewear lines and eco-friendly frames, which meets the needs of patients who value style, customized fits, and a personalized approach to their eyes. Learn more at focalpointcrosstown.com. They don't know. The Halloran Center for Performing Arts and Education, next door to the Orpheum, invites you to be the center of it all through live entertainment, arts education, community programs, and event spaces all year round. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. I am your host, Chip Washington. And I got to tell you, before we even get into this interview, I have been chasing this man down <laughs> for a couple of years. And I don't think it is a stretch to say that he does not do interviews. He very rarely does interviews. And, and if you see him, you'll see him generally on TV. But he is a radio broadcast legend uh, in this state in particular and just in his career. And yes, I'll, I'll be the 200th person to say that he was recently inducted or will be inducted into the Tennessee Radio Association Broadcasters Hall of Fame. He is WDIA and he is Mr. Bobby Oak J. Bobby, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Chip. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for the kind words. Well, listen, I've known you uh, for a while now, and I'm, I was just, when, when you know, I reached out to you again after I had heard that you had been uh, inducted into the hall, and when you told me yes, I, I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> well, you, you know what? Yes, sir. Basically, man, you know, when, when you told me it was going to be done in this manner, I, you know, I felt comfortable doing it because I didn't have to. I didn't have to leave home. No, sir. You know, I have to go through a lot. I could just, you know, dial up on my phone and do the conversation. So you made it easy to do. Well, uh, look, I appreciate that. And and again, uh, congratulations uh, from all of us here at WYXR. But just all Bobby OJ uh, WDIA fans everywhere, not just here in the state of Tennessee, but all across the country on this tremendous honor. And I will say that it is long overdue. But Having said that, how do you feel about all that? I feel great about it. I do. Uh, I was not expecting it. When I heard the news, I was like, wow. (laughs) I'm elated about it. It has been um, a long time coming, and I believe I heard is you are the fourth uh, WDIA radio personality to be inducted. Am I correct in that? Yes. uh, It's Nat D. Williams, who was the first black radio personality on WDIA. And then there's Rufus Thomas. As you know, Rufus was known right. worldwide. He also uh, did a radio show on WDIA uh, pretty close to 50 years. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then, there, of course, there's Bev Johnson. Mm-hmm. And now it's Bobby OJ. But also, 
WDIA, the radio station, had, uh, is in the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, the station was inducted the same year Rufus Thomas was inducted into the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. You know, you've been uh, you've been in this business a while, and do you mind uh, telling us how long you have actually been in the radio game? Since nineteen seventy-two, and that is how many years? I can't because I can't calculate. That's Forty-nine years. Forty? How many? Forty-nine. Forty-nine years. Forty-nine yeah. years. That is some kind of track record. And you know, I listen to you every day, and 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 I, I've heard people ask you. Bobby, when are you going to retire? When are you going to you know, sit back, relax? And you said, when I can't talk. You love this business this much. What has radio meant to you as you, as you just take a look back over your career? Well, it's meant <laughs> a pretty easy life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll take that. <laughs> you know, listen, anytime you can do what you love for, you know, for a living, get, you know, get, paid a decent salary for it. Uh, that's a great thing. Um, I love to talk on the radio, but when I'm not on the radio, I really don't care that much for talking. You know, of course, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll talk to people, but you know, I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna sit around and just go blah, 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 blah. But, um, you know, man, for the, you know, since 1972, uh, my life has just been unbelievable uh, in this radio business from, you know, from working, I could say from coast to coast, but uh, I never worked on the West Coast. Uh-huh. Um, did work on the East Coast for, you know, if you can call Flint, Michigan, the East Coast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you worked in Chicago, too, did you not? I worked Chicago for four years, from 1978 to 1982. Okay. All right. So so for, for those of us who don't know, what brought you to Memphis, Tennessee and WDIA? Well, um, speaking of Chicago, before Chicago, I had worked, I got my start in Montgomery, Alabama in 1972. Mm-hmm. And uh, from Montgomery, I went to, I went back to Milwaukee where uh, I got my, uh, I can't say broadcasting degree. I went to broadcasting school, but they weren't giving degrees. They were giving out, um, they weren't even giving out diplomas. They were giving out certificates. So yeah, I went okay. back to Milwaukee. <laughs> And uh, I was offered a job there after I'd been on the air for a little while in Montgomery, Alabama. And I was in Milwaukee for about a year. Mm-hmm. Then I got a job offer in Houston in 1973. So I went to Houston for about a year, left there, uh, which was a dumb mistake. And uh, <laughs> followed, uh, some friends uh, to, to Flint, Michigan, because I was thinking I'll be closer to Milwaukee. And the reason why I wanted to be closer to Milwaukee is because I had gotten married and my wife and baby uh, didn't like Houston. So my wife told me ah. at the time, you know, if you want to save the marriage, you know, <laughs> you need to get back to Milwaukee. So I couldn't get a job in Milwaukee. So I got a job in Flint, Michigan. Wow. And I figured I could go over there every weekend. But that was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made, really. But but then again, maybe not because maybe I wouldn't be here. But so um, uh, after Houston, uh, I went to Dallas in 1977, right? And then I got a phone call to go to Chicago in '78, and that was from '78 to '82. And uh, in 1983, after I had gone back to Houston for a short stint, I got a phone call. Uh, February of '83, I got a phone call uh, from the people that uh, uh, that were over at WDIA, and they asked me to. Uh, come and be the program director and the morning man. And I, that was 1983, and I've been here ever since. 
We are speaking with Bobby OJ. He is the legendary radio personality, morning guy, 6 to 10 a.m. Central Time on WDIA Radio. Heard coast to coast. And Bobby, uh, you mentioned that you are the the program director. You have been for, for quite some time. For those who don't know, tell us what a program director's role is. Um, well, it has changed over the years. Uh, when I became the program director in 1983, my job was to um, make sure that the radio station stayed on track uh, to get ratings so we could get revenue. Uh, okay. My job also was to oversee uh, the music that was played on the radio station, how the music was played on the radio station. My job was to hire the radio personalities, manage them, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, to, to work with them, to make sure that they were doing what they were supposed to do on the air. Uh, and everything that was on the air uh, was my job as, as program director. Everything except the commercials. We had a sales department for that, but anything else, from music to the disc jockeys to the news, all of that comes under the title, comes under my job duties as program director. That's everything. Like you said, that is absolutely. And that 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 that's mind-boggling that you have to do that day after day, week after week, month after month, year right. after year. Yeah, how has every- how has the role, I'm sorry, Bobby, how has the role of uh, that that role in particular changed as uh, time has evolved? Well, about 20 years ago, up until about 20 years ago, the program director, uh, the program director's job, uh, some radio stations have program directors and music directors. I tried that, but I realized that every week I was gonna be spending a lot of time uh, with the music director, disagreeing about what songs (laughs) ought to be played on the radio station. So since I'm responsible for the sound of the radio station, I thought it would be best if I picked the music too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I still do that, but uh, up until about 20 years ago, uh, we would um, the uh, program director would uh, program the music with we we would use little red dots to put on each song, mm-hmm. and uh, we use a blue dot maybe for the top, you know, for the songs that need to be rotated every two hours. Uh-huh. We would put a red dot on a song that has to be rotated maybe every four hours. And so, you know, every week, you know, sometimes every other day, you're changing the dots. Uh, <laughs> on the songs, on, okay. On all of these songs, right. you know, you got like maybe, uh, you know, um, close to maybe uh, 35, 40 songs that you constantly got to change dots on. Yeah. So every day you're running in the studio, changing these and changing that. Then the other thing is, is that uh, that's what happened. That's what we did up until 20 years ago. Now, everything is done through a computer. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, right before I got on this call, I was sitting at my kitchen table programming the music uh, for tomorrow. And what I do, the, uh, the music system schedules the music. But what I do, I go in and I massage every hour, meaning this, meaning I will look at the music that's going to play right. in one particular hour and right. I'll say, well, this song is not going to sound right after this song. This song right here will sound better after this particular song. So every day, seven days a week, wow. I go through every hour of music on WDIA, been doing it forever to make sure 
that one song flows into the next song. I mean, it's because, you know, I, uh, uh, I just don't believe in sitting around throwing a bunch of, just throwing some music on the radio. Like, you know, um, uh, when I program, man, I like to program based on, based on what I like. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so that has proven that based on what I like, a whole bunch of other people like it too, because the radio station is still doing very well. So, uh, so, yeah, well, it so is. that's how I basically program the radio station, man. Every single day, I massage the music. That is really, really something. And I would have never known that process, nor would have a lot of other folks who are listening as well. Uh, WDIA is a standalone, is one of the greatest stations really in this country. And uh, before I let you go, one last question. What, in your opinion, I mean, I, I, I listen to you every morning, by the way, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the radio. I listen to you every morning because <laughs> I enjoy the music and I enjoy the callers and the colorful uh, folks as well. But what makes WDIA, in your opinion, such a great radio station? It's a fun radio station. It truly is, man. People love the radio station even when I was a kid listening to WDIA down in Mississippi, the radio station was just a fun sounding radio station, just fun. You know, uh, we know how to be serious, but in general, overall, it's just a fun sounding radio station. It makes people feel good to listen to the radio station. It really does. It, 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 it really, really does from the top to the bottom. And, yeah. and you are a master at what you do, not only from the music perspective, but also from the listener caller perspective as well. Bobby, Bobby OJ, congratulations again on uh, being inducted. Well deserved, well earned, long overdue. And I'm saying thank you from me, but from all your fans as well. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chip. It's been fun talking to you, man. Thank you so much. Well, it's been great talking to you as well. Thank you, Bobby OJ. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care. All right, buddy. Bobby OJ, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary radio personality. You heard him 49 years on radio in uh, this country. And uh, that was uh, Bobby OJ. And we're all sitting here in the studio uh, thinking about it and talking about him. And uh, it's a big loss. It is. And as Lola plays us out, um, just so fortunate to have had him uh, as a guest uh, on, on this radio show. And uh, to thank him for, for, for all of the entertainment and fun uh, that he provided for all of us, not only here in Memphis, but uh, coast to coast across this country, and I, I dare say even even farther than that. Um, big loss. It's a big loss. Uh, Bobby OJ, uh, God bless you. Rest in heaven, rest in love, and uh, may your memory always be a blessing to each and every one of us. Uh, for Lola, for Nicole, for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, uh, God bless each and every one of you. And if uh, the Lord says so, we'll be back here next week, same time, same station, and we'll try to do it just a little bit better. So in the meantime and between time, I'm Chip, and I'm out. Have a great week. <laughs>